Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are still rediscovering the ancient way, and it has been a few minutes, has it not? Almost six weeks since we did the Let There Be Light series, and uh, there has been a lot going on. I'm going to get to that in just a second, in measure anyway. Um, want to remind you, in case you're new to the program, over at pathtozion.com, you can always find all of our audio-only versions of all of these recordings that go back for a ways now. Um, you can always find us, of course, on Facebook and correspond with us there. And as always, pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com is the place to old school email. And uh, I had somebody text me the other day. It's been a little while now, I guess, longer than I realized, um, who tracked down my phone number via the Internet. Um, so that was interesting. Does not ha- I don't know if that had happened before that I remember. Um, but let me give you a quick rundown of kind of what's been going on here, just because I'd like to be personal um, on the program. There has been a family of five, some dear friends of ours, living here at our house for the last three months and, and living in close proximity to where this studio sits in my house. And so I have not been able to come down here quite as much as I would have liked. Um, and that season has come and gone. And so it is open again to come in here and spend some time recording. Um, we have had a lot going on here on the farm. It's spring. I have uh, practiced farming a little bit more since uh, I talked to you last uh, in, the, in the event of pulling a calf from its mother. Um, how many of you have done that in the last couple of weeks? Some of you have, but many, many of you uh, have not. It's new to me as well. Um, about three weeks ago, I believe it was, uh, my family, we went out uh, for a day hike, and we kind of set up a, a day camp, if you will, next to a stream uh, here where we are, just for a beautiful day, just hanging out in, in a mountain stream and doing a little bit of trout fishing, playing around with my son. And in the activity of fishing, I stepped on the edge of a probably 20-foot around rock. And both of my feet went out from under me, and the back of my head caught the entirety of my fall and busted my head open and had some mild concussion symptoms for several days and have thankfully come out of that very well, much better than I should have. Um, I was, I don't want to say miraculously touched, (laughs) but I should have been hurt much more than I was. Um, So that took some time. Um, a family member is getting ready to move in here in a few days. <laughs> so we've been preparing for that. Um, <laughs> and on top of that, uh, and this will segue into what we're going to talk about today. Um, I don't even know how many weeks we are now, three or four weeks removed from our Passover gathering. I kind of left you hanging the last, last time that we did the series. I believe that Father had just asked of me to do a Passover gathering to host one. And so we did that, and it was just—it was a phenomenal time. It was—it was just—it was one of the—you know. There's very few things in our life that happens, and it's just like you know what? For me, anyway, that was just kind of perfect. You know that for for uh, people like me, who are overly critical and controlling by by nature, um, not too many things do I ever sit back and say, you know what? Man, that was just awesome. Um, and our Passover gathering was that. And I compiled, I spent, 
I spent a lot of hours doing a Passover study that I hope to get on to here, but it's not going to be today because it's way too involved. It's about 20 pages typed. But what came out of that is an, an overflow, if you will, of what we're going to talk about today. A, a stream of thought within the importance of Passover and, and the appointed times of our Father. And so I want to talk about that today. And this I titled um, Moed, Understanding Father's Seasons. Moed, or Moedim is the plural in Hebrew, Understanding Father's Seasons. Because I would propose that if we don't properly understand what the Bible tells us about these, these seasons, these appointed times, we will miss the fullness of, of what we have been extended and, and what has been offered to us by our Creator in the here and now. Um, we could, we could slice, uh, slice and dice all day long um, the errant doctrine that we have, many of us have been handed in, in the Beulah land reality of just the enduring of this horrible, wretched world um, in hopes of, of the beautiful by and by. Just be strong, hang on. And we have missed the, the beauty of... Number one, the Hebrew understanding of, of uh, eternal life is, is more... The ancient understanding about eternal life was this is a, a now reality. Um, you know, people might say, do you, friend, do you know Jesus? Do you have, have you received the gift of eternal life? And, and in, that, in that verbiage and in the heart behind it, we're saying, are you secure in heaven are you ready for your heavenly home, or are you going to the fiery pit? And we've lost the proper understanding of what was intended for here and now. And, and as I'm always talking here on the program, as Father continues to unveil my eyes and reveal these things to me, there is much for us to understand about Father's seasons and ways and what he set in place. And so I want to talk about that for a few minutes. And so, so my hope in this, it's probably going to be a couple parts, is to elevate our honor and remembrance of Yahweh's appointed times. And this is in no way exhaustive. You, as I say many times, you could go online and find teachings that will blow your mind about the proper understanding of the Moed and the, the, the beauty within the Moedim. Um, now this is going to be helpful, but not exhaustive. Um, th but this will be something we can add to our understanding. And I realize many of you who watch the program are, are on mile marker 400, and I'm on mile marker 12 along these things. And that's okay, because there are many people, many people that I know and that I'm meeting that have never heard of this before, just like myself and many of us only years ago. And so it's okay for us to talk about these things, whether it's elementary to us or very advanced. I love talking about these biblical realities. And so, again, and, and let me just kind of jump off of my Passover study that I'm, again, not going to get into in this and really in any way whatsoever. But what I really stressed in the opportunity that I had to speak during our Passover gathering was the beauty within the remembering that I believe, and we'll get to that, but I, I have to mention it, the, the most important thing that we are to do if we're going to use that, that term, is to remember 
Father's ways, to remember his appointed times. And that's what this, again, flows out of and will hopefully give us a little bit of a challenge to, if we don't do, if you don't do, do um, feasts or Sabbath, this will be something to put into your thinking to say, you know what, I've never thought of it quite like that. I've never thought of that being a reason that maybe I should consider doing so. And so, um, as, and so again, here I am, I'm on the other side of Passover, um, weeks out, just at the beginning of this week, just mere days ago, and I had some time that I just deliberately um, scheduled some time off from work, and I was literally, I had nothing on my schedule. And so I am walking um, my pasture. Um, we have a young calf that I already mentioned. Um, he's doing quite well, by the way. His name is Bo, um, because I had to cry out, Bo Yeshua, which is come, come, Messiah, help us, because he, the little guy would not come out. And so we needed Father's help and some other men and my wife pulling on the little guy to get him out. So his name is Bo, um, which in Hebrew means come, Yeshua, come help us, um, return, anyway. I was, I was checking on him, and equally, I was just walking around our property in the quiet by myself. And, and I was in our lower pasture, and I, was, I literally, I just sat down. And I've done this before, of course. I try to do it more regularly um, than I probably should. But I'm just looking around, and I started to take notice of, of the smaller uh, vegetation that was just all around me. I'm literally just sitting on the ground, and I'm looking around. And I notice a small yellow flower here, a, a minuscule blue flower here, um, some clover, which seemed large by comparison to what I was looking at. You know, the big pinkish purple clover. Um, and I just took notice of all that was going on as I sat from, from, this, from this stationary and lowered vantage point. And I realized... Because again, in our lives and hopefully in yours, there's no, there's no split between spiritual and natural. It's all intertwined. It's all the same. I'm not a spiritual man at a certain day or a certain hour of the day, and then I'm a natural working man, you know, just going through life at, at, at other times. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So that being said, I was just sitting there and I was looking at all these little flowers that were around me, and I was captivated by what I saw. And I realized, that, I realized that they were no less beautiful than the large ones that were all over our property that I had seen for the last several weeks. Spring is late here this year. We're full on now, but it's taken some time. It took more time to see these than the obvious ones, like a dogwood tree, which is covered with flowers, or I don't know, a daffodil or an iris or something that's easy to see. And, and I, I described to a brother this morning on a phone call that you could see just driving by my house. And you could see, oh, there's the beautiful dogwood blossoms. But these now, you had to sit down and you had to pay attention and be a little more intent towards what you're looking at. It took more time. And it absolutely demanded a change in perspective. And so... In light of that, and again, we're talking natural, spiritual are all 
just intertwined moving along here is, is our goal. I couldn't, I couldn't go through on my tractor, bush hogging, and I'm sitting up high. I wouldn't know those were there. I, I likely wouldn't see most of them. Or if I'm with my son and we're in our side-by-side and, you know, we're maybe going too fast, faster than we should, we wouldn't even notice those tiny little flowers that I only saw because I sat down and I looked at them from a vantage point that's not my normal one at six foot one inches tall, looking down, moving quickly, going about my business. And so I'm walking around that day. And uh, I have to say, this, this episode is sponsored by a, uh, a friend that, that I actually met because of this uh, podcast, because of this program. Um, she lives down in Tennessee. She gave me this most awesome coffee. It's very good. I can't say the name, though, because then I get into all this crazy stuff, I'm sure. Anyway, thank you. You know who you are. As I walked around our lower pasture, and I had this little, these moments of looking at these flowers. I'm talking to the Father. I'm just like, teach me something. Show me what, what I see. What do you see? You know, and all these different things. And I, and I walk up, and, and our, our wild blackberry bushes, which part of our property is covered with, are just full right now. I mean, inundated with blooms, full bloom, covered with blossoms. Now, in just mere weeks, it's going to be fruit. It won't be long. It happens very quick, and boom, then it's gone. And I walked a little further, and so I take note of that. I walk a little further, and I go to our maple trees. We have this small maple grove, small in the sense of there's not a ton of trees, like six or seven, but they're pretty large. And I just thought about those maple trees, full leaves now, but just months back, winter, we tapped those trees for sap. And so now they have full leaves, but they're, they're not producing anything useful for, for me and my household right now. Okay? Why? And let's stay on track here in case I'm losing you. Seasons. And in our own understanding, seasons, right? The importance of seasons. As we understand them in English, which is going to be so important, you're going to have to really pay attention because for many of you, your understanding of what the Bible says is really going to shift from black to white along these lines. But this, I'm laying the groundwork for a purpose. Seasons in creation matter, okay? I'm not going to go out and harvest sap from those maple trees right now. There's a million reasons why, like, you know, well, you say biologically speaking, the sap would not be good. It'd be very sour. It wouldn't taste good at all. It's not good for the tree, and it's just not. It's not the time that the sap is moving the way you need it to do. Need it to be moving in the winter time. A lot of reasons for it, but I'm not doing that right now. Why? It's not the season. The blackberries. It's blackberry season. The flowers will turn into fruit, and in about a month, we're going to go pick them. You understand what I'm saying? This is very simple. The pasture grass right now. I don't have to feed my cattle. Why? It's grass season. It's up to your waist. Okay? It's not the season to give them hay bales. You understand? This is elementary yet very important nonetheless. Because we're laying some groundwork for spiritual principles established in creation. Okay? So seasons in creation matter. They are set and they carry out their pattern year after year. Since when? Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1. Seasons in spiritual things and places matter. They too are set 
They carry out their pattern year after year since when? Genesis chapter 1. And that's why I have to say this. I had a conversation with a brother yesterday while I was out working. Great Christian brother. Not just your average, you know, yeah, I go to church guy. But I mean like a, an active studier of the word. And, and you can tell by the way he talks and shares his faith. It's, he's a man of substance. It's not casual. But he made the comment how he was he was sharing the gospel with someone. He took them to 1 Corinthians and to Romans. And I'm not saying that that's not fine. But what I'm saying is the simplicity of if, if, I, if I wrote a, a memoir of my life and I handed it to you in book form, I would never tell you to start on chapter 14. I wouldn't tell you to start on chapter 30. I would tell you if you want to understand... The fullness of what I have experienced start at the beginning. And so in this season of life, which has been going on for the last couple of years, every time I study, Father takes me back to his patterns and stated, oftentimes in Genesis chapter 1, creation-based facts. We did this with Sabbath. We, did this with, we do this with endless things. I think it's a good practice for us. Be, and, you know, a lot of times we try to go and find... Uh, our own version of replacement theology to find out when an apostle or, or anyone, for that matter, any biblical author, or, or did that guy say that we don't have to do do that anymore? Yep, that's what it says. And man, boy, we missed the whole point of what preceded many times. I've got to have more of this coffee. I'd give you some if you were here. So these things, these patterns that are set in place in Genesis 1 matter. They matter then, and they continue on now. Because in many ways, these things were told, go on forever until there's no more heavens and earth. You know, all those types of uh, words that we have read in the Bible. Now, to, to rightly understand Moed, the appointed feast, the appointed times, rather, to be clear, the appointed times... Understanding Father's seasons, we've got to start right here with the events of Genesis chapter 1. When Yahweh is creating all of creation, as we know it, we're told the following. Okay, let's look at this. It's one fourteen. Yahweh said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs, number one, for signs, and let them be for seasons, and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was so. And let me just say this, friends. It was so, and it is so. Okay? Did the sun rise this morning? Yes. Will it set tonight? Yes. Do you even wonder? I don't know if that's... I don't know... I don't know if that creation mandate that Father set the sun, moon, and stars into place for, I'm just not sure that's really for me today. I'm not really sure to make to transfer the verbiage that we've heard in Christianity over to creation in the natural. I'm just not really sure that the, the, the greater light and the lesser light, the sun and moon, I'm not really sure that applies to me. Okay. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But that's what we do with these what we call just spiritual matters. This is a creation fact, okay? And I want to I help us talk about that for a little while. It is for two things, as we talked about, okay? These signs and seasons. 
sun, moon, and stars. And this is separation of day and night. This isn't complicated. A sign in Hebrew is oath. Not O-A-T-H, it's O-T, oath. I don't pronounce it right. But it's primarily understood to be a mark or a remembrance. And the second season, which is what we're talking about now, which is moed, in plural moedim. And they are appointed times, okay? So when, when Yahweh spoke, he said, let there be lights in the heavens, separate day from night. They will be for signs and for seasons. They will be for the moed, okay? They will be for moed. Now, it's of utmost importance that we understand what is being said here. Because if not, we're going to read this through the lens that we've probably heard this our whole life, which is the sun, moon, and stars. And let's just stick for simplicity and for the sake of time. The sun and moon, day and night, that is for seasons. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Okay, big deal. Next, Genesis chapter 2, please. And we miss the whole point of what's being said here. The word seasons is is nothing like we think about in English. In fact, it has nothing to do with with seasons, winter, spring, summer, fall, at all. And if we brand it, brand it to mean anything like that, we've missed the entire purpose. We've do you understand that? Like when people say creation-based things don't matter, that doesn't really matter. That's not an essential. Friend, do you understand what we're saying? I would say no. Is it essential to understand why day and night exist and why by order of the Father, Creator, there is a greater and a lesser light to to govern His appointed times? Well, yeah, if you don't, if you don't think the appointed times matter, then okay, then that would make sense. But if we want to show up for our Father's appointed times, man, we had better know what in the world the Bible is saying, and understand properly, that seasons are not winter, sprung, winter spring, summer, fall. And, and I would just ask you, did you know that? I did not know that until just a few years ago, maybe a couple years back. I didn't know that. They are cyclical and set, okay? Like seasons we're familiar with. And that's why I want to make this comparison. Are the seasons that you know, winter, spring, summer, fall, are they set? Yes. They come and they go. Whether we could say this is a long winter or this is a very short summer or whatever, there are seasons. Now, seasons are different wherever we all are on the, on the earth, of course. But there are marked seasons. Even in, even in Israel, there's... Winter may look like a rainy season, but they have a season. We could go over deserts and everywhere. The earth is marked by seasons in the natural. And likewise, I would also say, equal to that, running parallel alongside it, is Father's seasons, the Moed. Cyclical and set. And in this light, a Moed, I believe, is really simple to explain and define. It is an appointed time for Yahweh to meet with his people. If you did a simple word study, and I would encourage you to do that if you've not. Because when we understand the reason they exist, I want to show up. That just really changed me and continues to change me to be like, why in the world would I not want to show up for a distinct, marked, set-apart, consecrated, appointed time with my Father? 
Why would I want to miss that and just say, eh, those aren't for me? Well, friend, if that's not for us, then then why would we not want that to be for us? I don't understand. And where I sit today, other than just ignorance, I get that. If we're just ignorant and we're walking in the ways of our fathers that we were handed from their error, then I understand. But once once the Bible becomes uh, speaking for itself and illuminating our understanding towards a matter, I think we have to respond if our heart is truly towards the Father's ways. And, and many people are. Most people, they just, like me in many ways even now, we're just ignorant to a certain understanding towards a matter. It's just not been illuminated to us yet. You do understand there are things, friend, that, that you have not had revealed to you yet within the Word of God that is for you. I, don't, I, I hope that we all understand that. Whether we're 7 or 70, <laughs> whether we're 2 or 100, okay? There are things, well, if you're 2, you have pretty good excuse, but you know what I'm saying. There are volumes of things that have not, even if they've come across our plate like a conveyor 27 times, Maybe it's time 28 when the Word of God and the Holy Spirit breathe life onto something and we say, oh my gosh, I've never seen that until right now. I love that moment. But friends, we've got to be humble and be willing to, number one, we've got to be willing and open to it. Number two, we've got to be postured in humility to receive it when it comes to us and we have to look in the face something that maybe we have said strongly. No, not right. Can you do that, friend? That's a heart check moment right now. Pause the video and ask, how do you, how do we respond when something comes to us? Ah, I don't agree with that. What do we do? Are we postured in humility to say this word of God is going to illuminate error in me for the rest of my days? And I'm not surprised by that in any way ever. In, in fact, I expect it. So, in light of these being appointed times that were set by the sun and moon, okay, at creation, Genesis 1, it is a sacred, marked, and distinct meeting place in, in, and is as old as creation itself. A simple reading of the Bible really does reveal this. Um, this is no Jewish custom. The, hello, where, where are the Jews? Friend, there aren't any. It's Genesis chapter 1, okay? This is very simple. <coughs> Excuse me. This, this a casual study shows, um, basic Sunday school knowledge shows that this, is, this preceded the Israelites um, easily and is a, is a creation order, okay? Now, this reappears and is assigned to Yahweh's prescribed festivals in Leviticus chapter 23, as all appointed times are individually named and we're told the specifics of when they are to be Proclaimed as holy convocations, marked set apart, consecrated times, when Yahweh Himself, by His doing now, you know, there's so many people crying out, "Oh, come visit us!" I mean, think about this, right? I need another drink of coffee before I go here, and then we'll bring this one to a close in just a minute. <laughs> think about this, right? Think about your experience in in, in Christianity in the modern day church. Whether you're considered, you know, if Pentecostal or traditional or whatever, you've probably been in, a, in some sort of a gathering, large or small, where people are doing what? Crying out, oh God, come visit us. Oh, 
Cons- here's the one I'm uh, my favorite. Consume us with your holy fire. <laughs> Whoa, I'm out. Count me out. I'll be outside. I don't. I don't want the holy fire consuming right now. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. How many meetings and gatherings have we all been in? In whatever man, I've been in so many flavors of Christianity, types, versions. In all of them, in their own way, maybe in some more charismatic than others, but all of them are, are having the, the verbiage of saying, more of you, God, oh, come and give us what? A holy visitation or an encounter or whatever we want to call it. I'm not here to attack those. I'm just saying, this is what I feel like is, a, is a, an appropriate question. We, as 2021... What year is it? 2022. Christians. Believers now. I'm not saying we're not. But we're, we're, we're standing together and we're, we're emotional and we're stirred and the lasers are going and the smoke machines. Or even the intimate gatherings and we're just trying so hard to enter into God's presence. We turn on a certain CD or... You know what I'm saying? A certain song comes on. Okay, here it is. I'm going in. Okay, I'm going into God's presence. <laughs> oh, or, or we, we tapped in. We, we found that place, that little sweet spot of, of the glory, you know? What I would like to say to that point, what if we've already been told how to do that? What if we've already been been given and shown a prescribed way by the, the, the organizer of the gathering, by the organizer of the meeting, by the initiator and creator of the appointed time? What if we've already been told, friend, he's looking down, he said, this is when I will meet with you. And I'm even giving signs in the heavens to govern and orchestrate it all. Because as we just looked at, friend, in Genesis chapter 1, let these lights be for signs and for seasons. They have been given a task, a job, to carry out a cyclical pattern that reminds us that there are marked holy appointed times, moed, Moedim, plural, as we talked about, because it's good to learn these things, to help us understand Father's seasons. And I'm telling you, from, from firsthand experience, this is no, this is obviously not some deep study where I'm just revealing biblical knowledge. I'm telling you something that I have lived and am living and is constantly unfolding in me is this awe of My father has already prescribed times to meet with him, and he did it in Genesis chapter 1. I have no wonderings about, well, is this for the Jews? No way. It can't be just for the Jews. It's for my father's creation. It's very simple, simplified. It is for creation. Holy Convocations shows up in Leviticus 23. And we talk about that a lot. It is a marked time for Yahweh's set-apart people to do set-apart things. <laughs> to remember his set-apart appointed times. 
So let's bring this one to a close. So why don't the vast majority of Christians know or keep the Moedim, the appointed times? As I've already stated, they, they we have been taught <laughs> the same thing. They're not for us. But there's another big reason that perhaps you, friend, that if you do not do, do, and see, even this, this, this verbiage, I just don't like how we talk about these things. If you, if you presently don't actively mark and observe and memorialize, which is what we'll get into in the Passover study once I actually get it recorded, remember... Yahweh's appointed feasts, and specifically the Moed, his appointed times, there there is another very, very important reason we're given in the Bible. It shows up in Daniel and in Isaiah, and I want to talk about it. Um, We'll do that in part two. So make sure you come back for that, because friends, there's more more to this than just, ah, we're just a forgetful people. Nobody really told me. (sighs) Yes, and... There is a, well, why? Why did nobody tell you? Why, why am I 40, I'm almost 49 years old. Won't be long. And until the last three years, no one had ever told me throughout my entire church life that seasons in Genesis chapter 1 meant appointed times. Never. Never heard it in my life. Why? Why? I'm going to tell you the reason in part two. You've been watching the Path to Zion podcast. We are rediscovering the ancient way. It is a bottomless well, is it not? So thank you for joining us today specifically. Reach out to us again. Go to pathtozion.com, pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for watching. Hope you'll tune back in. Is content going to become more normal? I don't know. Thank you for watching this one. We'll see you next time. Amen.